Coming up, we're talking the Dirt Track World Championship, including two big DQs and a first-time crown jewel winner. We also dive into the Speed Showcase 200 at Port Royal, the ASCS Championship race, and more. Today is Monday, October 18th, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. The 2021 Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series season has officially come to a close, and on Saturday night at Portsmouth Raceway Park for the Dirt Track World Championship, we got both a first-time Crown Jewel winner and some fireworks. On my YouTube thumbnail for the Friday Daily Show, I put that the gloves were off for the Dirt Track World Championship, but I'm not sure I thought that would literally be the case. But in the end, an altercation following the fifth heat race would send both defending race winner Brandon Shepard and regional standout Chris Ferguson to the house. The two started together on the front row of heat five, and Ferguson's move on the Rocket House car on the first lap to secure the lead drew the ire of team owner Mark Richards and the Rocket squad. It's tough to tell from the video if there was any actual contact, but regardless, the move was not appreciated by the one team. Following the race in which Fergie was actually the winner, Richards rode up to the 22 machine to show his displeasure, and that ignited a wild situation between the two teams. According to a post at DirtOnDirt.com, punches were thrown and members from both teams were involved. Lucas officials later disqualified both teams for the incident, which was a shame because Fergie would have gotten a top 5 feature starting position after the heat win, and I think defending race winner Shepard probably wouldn't have had much issue transferring in from his B-main. Obviously, in these big money events, emotions can run high, but you hate to see things devolve to this point. Later, once the dust had settled, we were treated to a good race out front with the $100,000 coming down to a battle between Ricky Thornton Jr. and Brandon Overton. Devin Moran led the race early from the second starting position, and at one point, RTJ had dropped from the pole all the way back to fifth. Overton drove up from eighth to take the lead on lap 36, and except for a brief pass from RTJ on lap 52, Big Sexy was in control until pretty late in the going. Following a restart, Thornton made his move, slipping by Overton for good on lap 83, and he drove away to the 100 grand in his first ever crown jewel victory. Overton settled for second, Jonathan Davenport drove up from 17th to finish third, Mike Marler was fourth, and series champion Tim McCready completed the top five. I think it was a power win from RTJ, who was also crowned the series Rookie of the Year. We haven't seen many guys able to put moves on Overton late in these big races over the last few years, but Thornton had enough car and enough tire left late in the going to make it happen. So congrats to Thornton and his SSI team on not only the win, but also Rookie of the Year. And nice job to Tim McCready and his guys on their first ever Lucas Championship. T-Mac's consistency was really the difference for the 39 in 2021. In 45 races, they had 30 top 5s and 37 top 10s. Those were both best in the series. He ended up with an average finish of 6.1, a total feature plus minus of plus 54. He had 18 heat race wins, 9 quick times, and 6 feature victories. He bagged 22 top 5s in 23 top 5 starts, a top 5 efficiency of about 95%. He had 30 top 10s in 32 top 10 starts, which was also up over 90%. And a new stat I've been putting together recently is how many races a driver has a positive plus minus, basically if they finished higher than they started. For McCready, that was 25 out of 45 races, or 55.6%. 
All in all, I think it was a really fun season for Lucas. Besides McCready getting that first title, we also witnessed the emergence of drivers like Thornton and especially Hudson O'Neill. He really took a big step forward in 2021, picking up several big victories and being in the points fight all the way to the end. Earl Pearson Jr. looked resurgent down the stretch with his new team, and I'm curious to see what those guys can do next year. Jonathan Davenport did Superman things all season long, even though they had some stumbles late and didn't end up winning the championship. I do think it was a disappointing season for a few guys, namely Josh Richards. He had two early season victories, but their average finish for the year was nearly two positions worse than 2020. They were never really a factor in the standings. For Dirtlay Model fans, the season is definitely not over yet. We still have World Finals with the Outlaws, some more Flow Racing shows, Gateway in December. We'll also see how many guys go to Las Vegas in November for that 50,000 to win show. Drop me a comment. Let me know your thoughts on the Lucas season, who impressed you, what wins were memorable, or whatever else is on your mind. The other big money show from the weekend was the Speed Showcase 200 at Port Royal Speedway for the Short Track Super Series. Stuart Friesen started 15th, and although he wasn't to the lead until lap 74, his performance was still dominant. He lost the lead after the halfway break because of pit strategy, but he took back control on lap 125 and drove away to the $50,000 win. It was Friesen's 32nd career series victory and second $50,000 payday in recent weeks, which also includes that Fonda 200 win back on September 18th. Matt Shepard finished second after leading laps early. Matt Stengel was third, Ryan Godown fourth, and Mike Guler finished fifth. A win on Thursday night plus a sixth in the 200 was good enough to see Mike Mahaney stretch away a bit from the competition for the championship lead. With just the finale uh, at Georgetown left in the season, Mahaney now leads the South Region standings by 45 points over Matt Shepard. Anthony Perego has dropped to third, 64 back, while Godown and Friesen complete the top five. Short Track Super Series heads to Orange County Fair Speedway on October 22nd for a non-points race, and then the finale is on tap for Georgetown October 29th and 30th. At Devil's Bowl Speedway near Dallas this weekend, we didn't get to see both races for the ASCS Sprint Cars as Friday night was lost to wet grounds. But the Saturday night show did happen, and it was yet another win at Devil's Bowl for J.J. Hickel. The rookie, who was also in a fight with Blake Hahn for the championship, ended up winning all three trips to Devil's Bowl this season. And you have to wonder if they got that Friday race in, if he may have been able to make the championship battle just that much closer headed to the finale at I-30 this coming weekend. Johnny Herrera and Dylan Westbrook led early, but Hickel slipped by Westbrook on lap 15 and led the rest of the way for his fifth series win of 2021. Hahn ended up second, Sam Haferteep Jr. was third, Westbrook fourth, and Herrera was fifth. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. finished sixth in a rare sprint car appearance, and Tyler Courtney was in, uh, in attendance driving the Hills 67. He finished 23rd after a crash. So with the Short Track Nationals coming up on Friday and Saturday, Hickel trails Hahn by 52 points. There's been some question about Hickel's status and whether or not he would race the finale or head back west and run Trophy Cup, but it sounds today like he's going to stay east and run the finale. He'll probably need Hahn to have some trouble, but this championship isn't out of reach. The ASCS points vary through the field, but you're looking at about 2.67 points per position on average. If Hickel wins both nights, Han would need to finish at least 5th to hang on. With as tough as the fields can be at this event, Han finishing 5th both, night, uh, both nights is certainly not guaranteed. We'll have more on the Short Track Nationals later this week. 
After winning Thursday night at Port City, Buddy Kofoid stayed hot through the weekend with the Power Eye Midgets. He won on Friday night at I-44 Riverside, topping Christopher Bell, Dazen Persley, Jake Newman, and Branham Crouch. And on Saturday, Kofoid didn't get the victory, but he did finish second behind eventual winner Dazen Persley. Kenan McIntosh, Chase McDermott, and Chance Crum completed the top five behind Persley and Kofoid. With just one final weekend left at Caney Valley on November 5th and 6th, Brian Wiedemann is on his way to the Power Eye Midget Championship. Out West, Sprint Car Challenge 2 points leader Ryan Robinson picked up his first win of the season on Saturday night at Petaluma Speedway. He topped Colby Copeland, Andy Forsberg, Sean Becker, and Blake Carrick. And with just one race remaining, he extended his points lead to 47 over Copeland. Final Sprint Car Challenge Tour event of the year is coming up on November 6th at Stockton. In other weekend open wheel action, Mark Smith was a USCS winner at Super B. CJ Leary won the 410 non-wing show at Kokomo. Zach Hampton was a 410 wing winner at Lernerville. And Matt Campbell won the season finale at Lincoln. Freddie Raymer is your 2021 Lincoln Trek champion. The MR, uh, MLRA late model season came to an end on Saturday night at Tri-City Speedway with Brian Shirley bagging the victory over Frank Heckenass Jr. and Gordy Gundaker. Tony Jackson Jr. clinched the championship by just taking the green flag. In other late model action, Kyle Strickler was a $10,000 winner at Friendship Motor Speedway. Mark, uh, Mark Whitener won the crate show at Boot Hill. Kay Diller won the super late model show at Super B. And Corey Hedgecock bagged $5,000 at Smoky Mountain. The only thing on the streaming schedule for today is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.